better, it's just getting worse. Just stick you up for all your cheddar. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a return episode, a pop-up episode of the Rants and Tangents podcast with Daryl Smith Jr. Shayla. And Ray Parker. And it has been quite some time, team. It's yes. been... We might we might be Eight pushing. Months? All right, I was gonna say we it might be pushing a year. It's been some time. We can roll it out like episodes. I, I'm okay with the podcast that do episodes. We don't gotta try to compete and do the week every single week. Like I don't even. I like to spend family time. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even think it's feasible for us to do it weekly. Yeah. Um, right now. But pop up episodes is that is that is that a thing we can do? Can we do pop up episodes maybe monthly? Maybe sometimes it hits bi weekly. Maybe sometimes it hits every three weeks, but pop up episodes. I like the idea of when a pop shit up goes episode. down. Exactly. Yeah, but shit done went down. We still go, I know, I know. It's so it's so much shit we could talk so about that much. we missed like that. I don't really a pop up episode. Yeah, we can do it bi monthly, bi weekly, whatever. Yeah. I I just don't want to put no pressure on us because obviously it took us. I want to say. Besides that eight months, I feel like we had conversations in between trying to get it all together, and we still kept missing, kept missing, kept missing. This wasn't the first time somebody would say, oh, let's do an episode, and this, this is the first, first time, time we've all. done it. So I honestly threw the shit out there thinking that we wasn't going to do it anyway, <laughs> but I just so dangled when the it goes, you, I got the, my joint, my phone was on airplane mode, so I ain't turn it on until like 10. So I see, I think you sent it at like 8.45. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me see. what. Let's let it marinate a little bit longer. See if Shay going to respond. If Shay responds, then I feel com- more compelled to respond. And then I'm like, well, Shay ain't respond. I am down for an episode. I got some shit I don't mind talking about. So then I respond, and Shay decides she will respond, which lets me know she had her phone the whole goddamn time. I thought when he sent it. <laughs> but so look. I was like, am I going to send him this whole ass story? So Mickey woke up sick this morning. I was mm. like, if she stays sick, I can't maneuver. So I was like, let me just wait to see what this sickness is going to turn into. And by the time you said something, I realized it was just a morning thing. She must have ate something or whatever. So I knew I could be available. I threw it out there wholly expecting that y'all was going to be like, oh, nope, got something to do. But that just was like, my afternoon, because honestly, I thought I was going to have some shit to do today. And when I realized I had some fucking freedom, you, I never got freedom. So when I realized I had some freedom well, on the weekend, freedom. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to just throw it out there thinking y'all had some shit to do. But here we are. Here we so, are. So thankfully, you know, I was thinking this morning. So shout out to everybody who over the past, I guess, eight months, has approached me asking me yes. when the next time we will record would be, why we haven't been recording, telling me that they enjoyed it, asking me, can we get on it, asking me, giving me, and talking about topics that they really wanted us here to talk about. I really do appreciate y'all and those who went back and listened to our previous episode. I appreciate that I did look at that and saw numbers go up. So I appreciate all that. Right. Sweet. We appreciate all that. Real Sweet. talk. That was, that was definitely clutch. Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, our guy, friend to the room, uh, best friend, one of the members of the Four Fives, the Global Marketing Director for Converse, and I got my my fresh chucks on. Uh, Paul Beckles, man, he did a stellar interview today on Sirius XM, and I'm just we're just I'm just really proud of my brother, man. He Super. is doing <clears throat> such a great job. So feel free to go to Converse.com and check out the uh, the 70s editions of the Chuck Tellers. The Pro you know, Leathers. The Pro Leathers, too. Uh, you the know. Black History Month Pro Leather, uh, Chuck Tellers. 
Spring is coming. Warm weather is coming. Chuck Taylor season is almost here. Mm-hmm. So go get your fresh Chucks, uh, especially if you're a sneakerhead. The way Paul spoke about the design of them actually prompted me to go to the website, check some out. So I'm probably going to copy me another pair. Absolutely. Earlier, Jay, too. And, and Converse ain't paying this for this endorsement. So this, yeah, is, this is strictly so out of love. Free this is out of love for our to, boy. That's uh, know that we weren't paid. And Converse, <laughs> feel free to know that we are willing to be paid. Yeah, send some merch. Absolutely. Send some merch through. You know? You know what I mean? But, um, all right, so we got to address the elephant in the room. Why the hiatus. What happened, y'all? Did we have an argument, a big falling out? What uh, did we? Somebody go to jail? What the hell happened? Why are we on hiatus? For I eight think we should months? just be honest with the people and talk about how we created a truffle and, and created a relationship. And it, me and Ray started fighting over Shay, and it just didn't work. And our, 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 our love, me and Ray are bisexual now, and we just. <laughs> <laughs> the, bo- the booty goons was it out. We couldn't mix, and sometimes Shay got jealous because yeah. we weren't touching her. So you know, it just didn't work it, out it after got a while. Really crazy. But um, I mean, obviously, all that's a lie. I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not do any of that. Uh, no, honestly, I just think it was life, man. I think you miss one week, then you miss a second week. Then you miss a third week, and now you're comfortable. It's a pattern. Yes. Because now you're going to hit over 20 days. You're like, Because oh, we well. was in the routine. We literally was recording weekly at that time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. whenever we missed a week, we came right back to not let too much time pass. But when that time passed and we got comfortable with not having it and got adjusted to a new schedule, it was like, up, oh, trying to fit we y'all back in. We didn't talk to each other anymore about it. Nope. It was just like, Whoa. Niggas went silent. And I think, <laughs> and so when it happened, too, I would be like, Say nothing. Somebody gonna text though, like you know. Sure. And nobody did. Like not nobody. So it just happened. It wasn't Planned. intentional. Wasn't planned nope. at all. And I think one of the things is it's not always easy to come up with topics. We can come and we can just talk, but I don't know that people always want to just hear us talk about just us mm-hmm. and so i sometimes i really do like to come with topics and when mm-hmm. wasn't really ish going on i'm like well we can talk about economics we can talk about some of the stuff we've talked about before and expound upon some thoughts and ideas that we've had but i at points felt uninspired didn't know what to talk about and then when i had something to talk about we talked about it and then it was like, all right, we talked about it. Done. <laughs> so done. what do we do now? I don't know, man. It just happened. Seriously. And and that's a, that don't help either. So me and Daryl work together. <clears throat> and we in like five different group chats together. Mm. And when we're having these conversations, and it don't be long-winded conversations, it's just we pretty much exhausted everything that we thought about a specific thing that was going on at the time. So I really... It was hard for me to really be compelled to record just off of that fact, but the the number one factor for me was like I was going through transitions personally within myself. So I'm just like fuck it. I don't know if we ever going to get it back because people was coming up to me, y'all going to get it back when y'all going to bring the pocket. I'm like, listen, I don't know. Shay doing her, Daryl doing him, mm-hmm. I'm doing me. And all all well, all well that I'll be talking to y'all on a regular basis. Maybe not so much Shay. I mean, the reality <laughs> I is all three of us. Transitioned into new roles professionally. Yeah, pretty much around the same time, mm-hmm. and it was, it 
it was a lot. And honestly, lately, I have not been caring about anything to talk about. Everything is just like, oh, yeah. oh, that's that's what we're doing now. Cool. I don't want to talk about I it. I still don't be giving a fuck. Dog, I just be hard. on social media laughing at people. It's so that's hard. It. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. I got a few fucks to give, but I don't necessarily have the energy to give them. Right, there you go. right, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the energy. Like, I, for example, I was compelled to speak on the coronavirus, but I just felt like after watching everybody else have exchanges on my timeline all day, and they exhausted, I saw similar ideas of mine. Mm-hmm. I saw um, opposite ideas, but at the same time, the level to which they get into heated arguments and debate about this shit, I'm pretty much exhausted from reading about it. I don't know what the fuck to give a fuck about at this point. It just be like, yo, y'all can have at it. And everybody's a fucking scholar all of a sudden. And don't oh read about my shit. God. Don't nobody study shit, but they, everybody's a scholar and, and has an intellectual opinion. I mean, we already hear you brought it up. Let's talk about the coronavirus. Because <laughs> I did share, I haven't shared it with you, Shay, but I shared my <laughs> my conspiracy theory about the coronavirus. Oh, you know I love a conspiracy oh, theory. Man. So I'm like, all right, you know, a few years ago, maybe more than a few at this point, China stopped their um, population control strategy of saying you can only have so many children. So then I'm like, well, do they now roll out the coronavirus to start thinning out their herd. Because they got a lot of men. Start thinning them out. Balance out your population. But then once it starts, my, my theory kind of gets busted. Once it starts spreading everywhere. Right. And you got people, a person in California catching it and nobody knows how they caught it. And apparently a person in Washington, uh, Washington State died recently. Or maybe today it was. But I really do think it doesn't just come out of nowhere. How can we can see it? Uh, Lysol references it as something it can kill, but there's no research into corona. Like, two, I think what I heard on NPR was that 2% of people who catch it are dying, and that's actually worse than the flu. But if only, so Paul was like, that can't be possible because so few. Then my man Khalif backs me up. Starts dropping numbers. <laughs> he shows a fucking population map. Shows red, and I didn't know even know what red and pink stood for. But I was like, "Yeah, leave, turn him on. Like, just support, blind support me." But then I dropped the flu stats. Yeah, like, he right, drops the, the flu fuck? stats. <laughs> we look at the fucking flu. What's so maybe difference? it's not population control. <laughs> that was the argument. No, because that's addressed. It. That's what I'm saying. Shit can debunked before we can talk about yeah, it. Man. So Daryl come to us with his whole fucking propaganda speech. All this shit. So I'm like, all right, could be a conspiracy. Let's entertain that thought. But mm-hmm. if we're going to entertain this thought, let's consider if this is for population control, why would they use that method? Because now this shit is not just confined to China. Like, it has right. gotten beyond their borders, which is beyond their control. So if, if, this, if this is a global thing, and then I'm thinking, like, all right, there's, what, 2 billion people in China? I don't know. There's billions of don't people in China. There's 1 or 2 billion people in China. If only a few thousand people got it, that's not even a drop in them. But now I'm just looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. the, the sheer numbers of it. I'm like, well, they very ineffective with this population <laughs> control. You got to kill more motherfuckers if you got well, they billions got of genocide people. going on. They got their Hong Kong thing it's, going on. It's so subdued because they don't want it to look like population control. And yeah, maybe it's in America me, because 
it got out of Popu- control. No, population control. Like This is biological warfare. I, I would not disagree. I heard on a podcast where they was talking about it literally could have, it was an exper- a lab experiment conducted on animals. And instead of cremating the animals, which they were supposed to do, they end up selling the meat of the animals on the black market, knowing that, you know, any, like, you yeah, eat, they eat dogs <laughs> over in China. They eat bats <laughs> over in China. They eat everything. So that meat is not readily available, though, at your regular meat market. But I on have, the black market, you can still obtain that. I haven't heard that theory. That's the theory. I, I have heard. heard the theory that it's come from a bat. And so in one of their open-air markets. But another thing I heard on NPR that I find very interesting, and I didn't do any you know, Google research on it or YouTube research on it, but apparently kids haven't really been dying from it. It's only been adults. Ponder that. If kids have caught it, so they're saying that they're saying it's kind of like the flu, where there's you know a bunch of different strands. Mm -hmm. So they're not sure what strand. They haven't done enough research. They don't have a vaccine, but apparently children have caught it, and children aren't dying from it. What I what confuses me about it though is. How are some people surviving and some people dying? Yeah, that's really. I was li- that was literally why I just made that face. Like you said, they they don't have a vaccine for it. So how are these people surviving it? Right. Could they be getting a different strand of it that's not as deadly as the one that's killing people? Sure, I don't. We and yeah, yeah. let's not act like we scientists. Let's we just be know. ignorant as we are. All right, let's be the oxymorons we are. But all right, let's say there's different strands of it, right? Mm-hmm. And 20 people in a room, there's three strands in that room. But then I would think they would be, especially because I would look, I would assume, and I shouldn't assume, I'm making an ass of myself, but with the World Health Organization, they should be facilitating communication. Mm-hmm. But all right, boom. So this population of people died. Can we confirm the strain they had? These people are surviving. Can we confirm the strain they had? Are they the same? Are they different? And start making correlations about stuff. Now, obviously, if it's not on NPR, I probably ain't hear about it. If it's not on Nightly News, I probably didn't hear about it. But I I haven't heard about anything like that happening to try to figure out the path to take. Because then what stops this? I don't see how. How do we stop Zika or Ebola? Well, Ebola, Ebola was more confined, I think. Oh. And they did create a vaccine for Ebola. Or the West Nile virus. I felt like that was kind of bullshit. I don't know Swine what to call flu, any of this shit. West Nile Swine virus, flu. all that, I don't be knowing. Like, all the shit. Like, it just seemed like Earth every flu. few years, it's something. some shit pops up, and we all get in a stir, and then it just died down. The news coverage, they stopped talking about it on the news, and next thing you know, then the media cycle have moved on to something else. Maybe mm-hmm. Donald Trump got a new wife or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> But it's just like, <clears throat> I don't know, that's why it's hard to really take this shit serious. Now, don't get me wrong, because it could knock on your doorstep at any given moment, so yeah. you should be aware of what's going on. But it's really hard for me to fully subscribe to the idea that there's about to be a big plague that kills off half of the world's population. Just yeah, It's an epidemic now, right? Doesn't hmm? they say it's an epidemic? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really haven't been following it. Um I know somebody died, like you said. I know that it's here. I know that, like, at one point, somebody was in New York, and they potentially had it, or they did have it or something. So mm-hmm. that was like, whoa, that's too close. But yeah. as you said, I'm just like, all right, this is like, 
Ebola. This is like it's hard to take because so many history. things it's that history. happened and then went away. Mm-hmm. And so. we don't know how they went away. They just like went away. And we just we just like oh all right <laughs> right does it we almost like the people who are gonna die just die and everybody who survives just got stronger immune systems or whatever and then we move on and to game the over it's like all right <laughs> that's done with that right done with that one now with it with it with the economic implications noticing how like it. the the markets yeah. are affected by it that's the shit that's scary to me because that's we know well of course I'm not talking about scary to catch it but I'm talking about scary. When when Wall Street get in a stir, mm-hmm. when he's when 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 the, the the big groups get into a stir, then it's time to worry. For example, if people aren't going to work in China, mm-hmm. we know that's going to affect the economy here. But I think all of that's a good thing, because then it starts starts to expose our reliance on supplies from China. Yeah, I think it's a good thing because. Stocks needed to be readjusted, and I can just buy a bunch of stocks now because they low, and my it's just going to shoot back up. Right. Boom. Warren Buffett said, <clears throat> when uh, everybody else is being greedy, be fearful. When everybody else is being fearful, be, be greedy. And I'm right. all here for that. So, I, boom. I agree. Thank you, Nike. Thank you, Converse. Bore some more shares. And the next day, my shit jumps up already. So, I see. It's, 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 you see it going up Just and down. be patient with it. Don't ever react in line with Wall Street, especially when yeah. people are fearful. Invest in the companies that you have faith in that are long That's standing, right. have the history, and keep it riding. But yeah, Apple Apple is earlier. not gonna bounce back. Fuck. Come on. No, they're gonna bounce back. Only only like I said, the only thing I worry about is when billionaires get into a stir. When that stock market start going to fuck crazy, it's like, all right, cool, we gotta get rid of this virus because that shit fucking money out. So they gonna kill everybody that got it. <laughs> and then, and then we know, ain't gonna hear about it no we more. We ain't gonna hear about it. No, that's probably how they solved everything. Is if we just go burn them. Did you see uh they said uh Corona's actually suffering? The the beer company Corona's actually <laughs> that suffering because of this. Me, that just doesn't surprise me. So I'm listening no, to the I think that's so dumb. Like they was what? Uh, Talking about, um, so y'all listen to Brilliant Idiots podcast, right? So the dude Chris Morrow on there has Lyme disease. So they said, what if he caught Corona? Then he'd be Corona with Lyme. Did <laughs> 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 yeah? It was like Corona with Lyme. Oh. Like Mexicans will fucking love you, man. I'm sorry, but yeah, man. We just make a joke out of everything. I mean, it does. You gotta laugh to not cry, right? Yeah. I mean, for oh, me, so it's quick. not that scary, but. Yeah, I mean, if I heard about it in Pennsylvania, then I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. maybe I'll keep the kids home. Right. But who knows? Like, for me, it's, it's still like pretty distant. Mm-hmm. And why, why, why y'all think people buy buy all these masks? That don't stop you from getting sick. Well, apparently, you need a specialized mask. You would need a gas mask. Sold out of. You would need a gas mask with filters on. Yeah. It. They're sold out of the mask that actually will block out the actual disease. But yeah, the See, mask no. you get from Home Depot and shit won't help. That's no, even none of those type of around your ear masks would do anything. They catch your spit when you call. Mm-hmm. They don't stop what you breathing in. You still right. breathing in regular air. It's not filtering. Right. right. You need a gas mask that filters air. And they said the coronavirus, you could be carrying it for two weeks with no symptoms yeah, or something. So you could be passing it on to people, not knowing that you got it the whole time. That's the the scary. But they don't know how you even pass it on. So that to me, if I said anything I would be scary, like the flu, ain't the flu airborne? 
Because the flu the is The flu is fluid based. I cough and I gets on my hand, I touch that doorknob, you touch that doorknob, you touch your nose, you got the flu. Mm. So in that type of way. But with this one, I have not heard that it's airborne. I've heard that they don't really know. They're doing a lot of assuming mm-hmm. about just off of history how things travel. But they they haven't really shown that they really have a grips on how it spreads. Shit. See? Because they don't care. Who they? When we talk about they. I don't know. It's always <laughs> they. It's just, the they. It's somebody that's not to fuck me. They. <laughs> they. That's who they is. So here's a take, and I'm, I don't remember his position, but one of uh, Donald Trump's, uh, I wouldn't say executives or board members, but none of those are correct terms, but one of his people said that the reason why the media is putting so much focus on the coronavirus is so that it can kind of be blamed on Trump and it can affect him in the election. Thoughts? Conspiracy theories number two. I think that would... <laughs> be so dumb like honestly how could it be blamed on trump right and it started but in it would be blamed on trump but well, we just lift the tariffs like, off china yes right? i they feel just like people partially, are foolish yeah. enough to be like ah juju bad juju <laughs> trump <laughs> Listen, you can blame you everything. On, listen, we can blame everything on Trump already. What the fuck? No, I, 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 I can't subscribe to it. I don't agree. <laughs> By no means do no, I agree. No, and I don't think you agree, but I, I can't subscribe. All right, it's always going to be people who are not like me at all. So I can partially subscribe, but I just can't even wrap my mind around how you like this. This too is Trump's fault. Like what the fuck? He he made the disease. No. Or? Yeah. Like, that, like what is he supposed to do? I don't do? know how we tie this back. Yeah. Figure this shit out. So maybe it will be something with his travel policies, and people will say that he should have put a ban in place, right? Which will contradict whatever they said long ago about when bans were in place. Mm-hmm. But because they want to not like Trump so much. Then they'll say, oh, you didn't put any bans in place quick enough or whatever the case may be. And now, you know, half of America got coronavirus and they don't, obviously, (laughs) but numbers are however somebody says the numbers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my granddaughter knew somebody that had corona. She could (laughs) have got corona and Trump got to go. End argument. And then <laughs> Ness, when they piss me off and make me sound like I'm a pro-Trumper, fuck Trump 2020. Because you sound like a fool. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, I can't wait till I see Because remember, we said <laughs> we don't want him to have all this power, and now you're saying he should just better make travel bans. That's the whole reason the previous travel bans had to go through the court system. Right. We said we didn't want him to have that type of power. Mm. But yeah, I do see... This is, I don't really like to do the whole left and right, do this broad category of people. But that's when you really do see some of the more liberal people put their foot in their mouth. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yo, you can't, you just can't be, everything can't be wrong. Like, everything, you can't have it every way. No. It just can't work that way. No, he had to do something good. You can't. It's, it's Listen, almost impossible. It's just that people hate Trump. It's just like having your enemy fucking be. Uh, a pastor, they or a saint, better yet. 
he could do everything good, but if you don't like but that, remember that one time that he one peed time. outside. It'll never be right. It'll never be right. So no matter what Trump do, Trump could fucking Trump could fucking get rid of student loan debt. We we'll still find a way to hate that if, motherfucker. If Trump gets rid of student loan debt, I'm, I'm voting, voting for, for Trump. Trump Twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> he would have Trump. Trump. Twenty twenty. That's because we Trump. honest. That's the only I'm way honest. you got to pander to me, dog. That's, yeah, right. that's all you got to tell but me. I heard so that's many, my reparation. I'll take you that. You don't know how many rich people I've heard say, "I ain't gonna lie." I made plenty of money and saved plenty of money with Trump in office. I oh, can't yeah. front. I if that. I was voting for my own personal interest, my financial interest, I would say I have to be pro-Trump. But at the end of the day, I have morals, and I understand that I, have, I serve a higher purpose, so I'm not going to endorse that man. But in keeping it real, Trump's tax laws and other things that he has done has saved billionaires very, and rich very, people a lot of money. Uh, if, if you're very into capitalism and you you are along that path, then yeah, yeah. you're very very much going to be pro-Trump. But we are all capitalists, just conscious capitalists. I love how we've made... So, y'all, we come with three topics today, and we seem to have smoothly transitioned into the right. election uh, all right, you can conversation. Because now I want to say, so what are y'all thoughts on Bernie Sanders? Democratic socialism. I feel like Bernie Sanders is at that age. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you know. Well, that age. That, <laughs> he just at that age. He at that, that age. No, he at that age now. He don't give a fuck, nigga. He don't give a fuck if what, oh, anything man. that he does does not work. He like fuck it, just give it all away. Like I don't know if any of this shit gonna work out. He's making the best promises to the middle class and, and the disenfranchised. Sure. But I will say, I don't know if any of it is possibly will be, you know, it's the possibility that any of it will get through. But the flagrance, number one, he speaks to me. He speaks from the heart the most than in any Democratic candidate up there. Like, everybody else seemed like they, they pandering and just trying to say the right thing. Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders actually telling the fucking truth to how he feel about shit. Whether or not it'll work, that's another conversation. But him actually, you know, passing laws that will benefit the classes that he saw suffer throughout his lifetime, I think for for us, you want somebody that's going to keep it real and tell that honest truth. Now, like I said, I don't know how much of this shit going to pass. I know he at the point where he just don't give a fuck. So he like, give all this shit away. Because I'm going to die in about 10, 15 years. So. 10, 15? I'm just being he nice. He just had to get a stint put in his artery. That like, nigga, yeah, that he just oh, had a heart attack. Had a heart attack. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's another thing. Listen, if you done if you done beat death already, you really don't give a fuck. <laughs> you really out here just listen. I'm yeah, giving it age. all away. I done beat death already. Fuck that. You niggas getting all these bars. I'm telling y'all everything that's on my mind, and I ain't leaving nothing unsaid. Yo, did y'all see the John? It was somebody posted um, albums. From the Democratic candidates, no. and it was like just the list of this shit that they did. And I think before that, they put when Elizabeth yeah. uh, Warren went off on Bloomsburg and Bloomberg, whatever the fuck his name is, fuck them all. What, isn't the other guy's name Button Gag or something? Oh, oh, Buddha Jag. <laughs> she, oh, wow. she said Button Gag. I'm like, hold up, what? Button gag? <laughs> no, oh shit! Oh 
shit, my man. When you think about what she said. I'm, oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm trying to put it all together, though. I'm, I'm saying, Buddha Gudge? Oh, Buddha Judge? Because he's gay. Oh, he's shit. Gay. Oh. And she said, butt and gag. So what is a gay guy? But, butt and gag. gag. <laughs> yeah, oh, crazy. wow. His name is funny as fuck to me. I had to look up his full name, dog. Buddha Judge. Was it? Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yeah. So, but Buttigieg. his full name is Peter Buttigieg. Paul Montgomery Buttigieg. Like Peter Paul Montgomery Buttigieg. That's his name. So the, it should be pronounced button gag. I feel like it just sounds better. <laughs> I, Peter Paul Montgomery yo, button gag. Button gag. Oh, no. Jesus. No. Whatever. I mean, no, not no, no in that way. <laughs> I mean, no, and like I'm glad you said it and not me. But yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, truth, I didn't know right, he was roll gay. With that. Saturday night live. You didn't um, know he was that one. Oh, yeah, so I wasn't being offensive. He married to a man. Trying to be. Oh, that's lit. But so. And now she's gonna be super pro gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anti-gay. Oh, we know you're not. Um. It's just funny. Yeah, what was gags. I saying? Oh, so yeah, so. Button gag. Warren went off, and they put when she did it over an ether beat. Like they have just been running. No, I gotta see that with this, and it's good. Like it works like so well. But the albums were like Bernie. I don't remember what his. Oh, I wish I could find it. But the shit was so funny. But it like speaks to who they are. Bernie's was a bunch of I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this is like where I is. am. Listen, you talk to old people. How they talk. Like, they don't hold no punches. Punch. They're going to tell you exactly how it is. Exactly the first thing that comes to their mind is infants and old people. They're the only people that tell the truth. Everybody else in between, you can't trust them. Old people and toddlers tell you the absolute fucking truth because they call it how they see it. And I feel like Bernie Sanders is the only one up there being the fuck honest. He Yo, might be delusional, but he songs. honest. I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, it was uh, Rich Better Have My Money or something like Bernie that. Sanders? That was there one of the go. songs on the joint. It was, it's really clever. It was really, I think... Button gags was a whole bunch of. Like um, I feel like Bernie. I don't know why I'm here. That's his name. Like I don't know why you're laughing. I feel like Bernie Sanders <laughs> going. Because I, it's a picture. I have a, a, a visual thing going on. I feel like Bernie mind. gonna curse somebody out on his beat. <laughs> like sh- just shut the fuck just up. You, you sound stupid right now. Gags. Like how much sense do that fucking make? Like I just got a feeling on the debate stage before this shit ends, he gonna curse somebody out. He might. But he I would might. love to see a showdown between him and Donald Trump. I don't think he can beat Donald Trump now. I think I, he probably just, could have beat him the first time. I don't yeah, think he can beat him now. I just feel like that shit would have been a dope-ass debate, yo. Like, because I think that's how Donald Trump won. What do you mean? Donald Trump talked like regular Oh, yeah, about just talking like a real person. So, uh, I can't subscribe to that burning shit. It's too pie in the sky, it and is. I just can't imagine how he's going to get that done. Like, who's what, what senator or... Especially senators, but what Congress people are, do you think are on on board with this? None. Like that you're going to get, you got to think about, well, I don't know how many hundreds. Like I think it's, it's more than well, much much more than a hundred congressmen, a hundred senators. Uh. Like you, you got to get, let's say, three hundred people on your on board, which not even three. Let's, you got to get more than half mm-hmm. on your side to to preach this shit. Like Other uh, old people. Global, That's not politics global. This is so weird, dog. Well, like, Medicare it, it for all. It doesn't matter what you believe in. Like, it mm-hmm. truly doesn't. You have to, whatever, it, who, whoever is there, like, you gotta. You gotta, work like, with align your shit with that. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, Medicare for all to me, in some ways, sounds cool. 
but I'm young, I'm healthy. So it's kind of like not a big deal for me. But then like, I don't know how much, I can't, like I'm super capitalist, but I also am kind of capitalist. So I'm not really all in on socialism, democratic socialism, whatever label they want to put on it. Uh, yeah. Spread the wealth, spread the wealth, spread the wealth, tax more, tax more. I'm trying to I'm trying to hit the brackets, Bernie, talking about taxes. So what I say is we are all one major illness away. Then I just die. From benefiting from that. Sh- but are you really trying to die? I, At you some strike point, me as the type that want to live a long time. You want to well, die. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, you, but you strike me as the type. And if there's a way that you can live, and if there's a dollar amount so, in between that, you would like some substance. For me, quality of life <laughs> absolutely matters. Absolutely. I'm not going out having taken seven plus pills a day and shit like that. No. I just let me go. Just no, let me go. If my dick stop working, let me go. <laughs> That's my. That's gonna be my my end point. I just imagine mine will never stop working. I hope mine don't ever stop working. But I'm just saying. They don't though, right? Isn't that why? Oh well, no! Let us pray. You keep you taking these medications. You do get the erectile dysfunction. That's what I'm saying. Shit happens. I'm just saying. My dick stop working. You can take me out. I I don't want the medication. <laughs> if I can't wipe my own ass, that's one of the deal breakers for me. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta be able to wipe my, my, my own ass. Done, not take more than two or three pills a day and I, I guess I can survive like that but more what than what if the seven pills you take are like uh, supplements that's They're different like... that's different but every medication every prescription they all got side right mm-hmm. it's gonna have a so, side effect so, I know, oh. yeah, so now like, I'm taking one pill for right. my blood pressure but I gotta take a pill to control the diarrhea that the blood pressure medication mm-hmm. and I gotta take a pill to control the diarrhea medication it's just, and it's just this fucking spiral. Or whatever take you a see, pill to fucking, take a pill to take a pill. Or whatever you see, one of these pill. commercials for a new fucking product that they got to address fucking dry mouth, but it come with like twenty five side effects. Like I got that type of fucking dry mouth. You wake up in cold sweats. Sometimes diarrhea. Sometimes you can't fucking sleep. Why the Suicidal fuck? Suicidal ideation. You're right. Like, Damn, I gotta want to kill myself, nigga. All I said mouth? was I got a sore throat. Yo, like yo, fuck yo, it, give me the sore throat. Remember which I don't remember his name, but he's been in a lot of stuff. But he like reviews clubs, so he was talking about this one place, and they had the Prozac Brothers, and they were like, "What is the Prozac Brothers?" And he was like, "It's when you watch a a, a depression commercial, and then a lady beats depression at the end, and she's at a jazz club, and the jazz band is playing." Like, what the fuck <laughs> no, exactly is it, dog? You know, he's so dumb and weird. So fucking stupid. That shit, I watch it all the time because it's so fucking funny. It's the Prozac, and that's the name of the jazz band. The Prozac, the Prozac Brothers, because the lady beat depression. But she probably, you know, can't urinate right. regularly. If, if there's blood in your scores and shit, see a doctor immediately. Stop use immediately and see a doctor. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is if, you have a heart, if your throat closes up, please go to the ER. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, what? If you literally cannot breathe. <laughs> this was for eczema. I was taking right. this for <laughs> eczema, <laughs> Yo, that's what. Listen, I'm gonna keep it real because I was looking for some hair treatment to get my fucking hairline back and shit. But I was looking oh at the side effects. God. It said could cause erectile dysfunction. I said, not today, brother. How I'm gonna have a good hairline and a broke dick? That shit don't go together. If my hairline looks good, the whole point of the hairline. <laughs> Why the fuck would I take Propecia so that <laughs> I can have a nice hairline and a broke dick? I, just, certain things I just am not willing to sacrifice. 
So I didn't listen, baby. You just gonna have to look below the surface, baby. You gotta get by <laughs> the fact that I have a bad hairline because you still got some good dick under there. Just look at the bright side. Like, God damn. Yeah, dedication is not. <laughs> so y'all don't like Michael Bloomberg? Y'all not? I don't know on nothing. That train. I don't. All right. So how I feel about him is apparently he was big for New York, um, and helping get their economy back rolling, which New York, I don't understand how their economy ever was in shambles. But anyway, um, and then he had the issue with stop and frisk, of which mm-hmm. I'm not a proponent of. Some redlining in there, too. And some redlining. Right. So, of course, the stop and frisk is a big issue for me. Um, yeah, and redlining definitely is a big issue. He's a capitalist running as Democrat. He's been a Democrat, a Republican, and an Independent. <clears throat> Shit. You can't trust nobody that flip flop like that. Donald Trump, what he a Democrat too? Yeah, he was a Democrat at one point. Donald Trump was a Democrat. And he yeah. said he would run as a Republican. Republican. But yeah, man. So I don't got the, I don't had that much beef with Bloomberg. I heard he did bad in the first debate though. I ain't watching. So I haven't that been watching. That was probably any the one they made either. Uh, yeah, I yeah. missed that. Well, Elizabeth Warren. No, I saw the highlights. Do y'all trust Basically Elizabeth Warren? Now. No, I don't trust I don't. no politician. She's more pie in the high, she's, she's like Bernie Jr. to me. She's just as pie in the sky. I do like that she has uh, tangible things you can look at for her to explain how she's going to raise this money. Mm-hmm. But Bernie doesn't, I haven't heard or seen anything that's really yep. tangible to say two plus two equals four. Mm-hmm. And this is how he's getting this money. Where she has a plan. She's saying, I'll take two cents from this. I'll do this. I'll do that. So I can respect Did that. Did you see that meme going around about Bernie? <clears throat> no. Where it said he'll read if he raises minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, that means everybody makes thirty something thousand dollars a year. And in turn he said he's gonna impose a fifty percent tax on people that make above thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> so basically it just works in reverse. Bring you're still down to thirty K. You're still with all the benefits that he's rolling out for you, it still time. brings everybody that makes fifteen dollars an hour below the poverty line after with their net income, just based off of the tax system. So you got to just figure out how you want to live. Like, uh, my boss went to Columbia. To Columbia. I've been to Columbia. My boss went to Cuba. Obviously socialist, right? But everybody gets food. Everybody has health care. Everybody gets free education. But everybody's basically broke. So it's like, how do you want to live? Do you want 90 plus percent of the U.S. population to be well educated, have health care, get food stipends for three meals a day consistently, quality meals. Sound like communism. But can't take a vacation, can't really go beyond that. Yeah, it's communism. I wouldn't call it communism. Sound like it. Communism is, I, I think if we got, if we got socialism, this is communism. I think it's space between that. Like, I think socialism is more of an idea and a practice where communism is more of a dictatorship Dictator, yeah. and a rule of law. I would say the number one... I think, if I said that right. It's just that, that, that happy medium. I guess you'll never find it. It's always on an extreme level. But I just like equitable opportunities for everybody. And it just feels like the rich are doing so much. They are so much better off than the poor. And it seems like they are constantly, you know, progressing. And we're falling deeper in the dirt. How do we kind of close that gap? 
and they're proposing socialism, I don't think that's the way to do so it. So is it the government's right? So is it the government's responsibility to close that gap? The government's responsibility is to ensure that the systems are in place that people can bend, can take advantage of opportunities to close the gap ourselves. I think they should be enablers more than anything. Yeah, they should not, aid in the process. Yeah, not more so just, yeah, you don't want to just give away shit. It's like the same thing. Yeah, if I worked for something and they gave it to you, I'm going to be pissed the fuck off. It's like, bitch, I went to school four years for this fucking degree. Why the fuck he get an honorary degree? I don't give a fuck what work he did. Bitch, he didn't go to class for hours and hours and do tests and fucking projects. Like, it's still the opportunity to get it yourself. Mm-hmm. I just want a fair shake. Well, I don't think you can ever, I think that's asking for too much. I don't think you can ever get a fair shake. Like America already has sprinkles of socialism, social security, Medicare, Medicaid. These types of things are socialist policies. Whenever you're just giving shit away and you don't have to do nothing to get it, that's socialism. So I think we can sprinkle a little bit more in and it'd be okay. Let's let's help people up. I do subscribe to the like notion, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But mm-hmm. if I ain't got no fucking boots, what That's am I pulling? So right. let's give everybody some boots. Even if you got holy boots, some boots. Work on them, upgrade your shit. So I'm here for that. I think equity would be not giving everybody boots, giving everybody the specific boots to get out of the dredge that they are in. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, if you give everybody boots, cool, but I'm, like, in quicksand. Like, and mm-hmm. this motherfucker's already above ground. I need different, a different situations. So then how do we yeah. level this playing field so that we're all... I don't think we can ever get to a place where we're all start. So all right. Cory Booker was talking about starting the everybody in a similar place. Give, you're born, you get a stack. Every year, you get a stack and all that type Listen, of stuff. Listen, because niggas going to fuck it up anyway. Not- that ain't it. What's up? Because niggas like, don't know what to do with the money. And that's what I'm saying. Like, listen, I can give you the same opportunities as what you do with it, right? So, yeah, they can give us all $1,000 a month. But niggas that's poor is still going to be poor because they, they not poor. They not just poor economically. Poor they poor. Mindset. Right. They poor mentally. So, it's just like, how do we, I think education is the means to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, if we give people the proper information and the, and the proper education, then they can decide what they want to do with it. However they apply that to their lives is up to them now. But it's, it's, it's not as simple as this. We we don't went to school, went to college with the same people, grew up in the same neighborhoods as people. Life is a matter of choices. We all know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people need more help than others. That's obvious because they we can't help the situation we burnt, born into. But at the same time, it's like, all right, nigga, you was right beside me when, when we went through this. I made a decision to go left. You went right. Your life went the way it went. Mine did. We are responsible. We are a sum total of our life's decision. You know what I mean? We can all embrace and understand that part. But if there's clear situations where people are obviously being oppressed or obviously receiving less resources than others, prime example, again, the education system, looking at our books growing up. How fucking hand-me-down them shits was. How many names was in the back of that fucking book. And I bet the same books we had in high school, some of them shits is still in rotation right now. History books. Say that. that blows my mind when I How think about it. How the fuck you got it. history books from the 80s still in rotation? Like, so ain't shit happened since 1985 that I need to know that's significant. Like, it's a certain thing. I would just love to see schools get away from textbooks altogether and more lean on 
uh, technology to access that type of information. But, I mean, I hear you. There's schools that do, and then it's the Philadelphia School District. You know what I'm saying? Like that, But that's the whole point of it all. There are schools that do, and this is in places where they already have all these resources already, right. and then they have this thing. So we know we know how it can work, but this is not one it of our topics. But then now that we're talking about that, how would we feel about private corporations sponsoring and adopting schools? So now, just throwing a name out there, Malcolm X Middle Price, School, Price Waterhouse and Coopers gets. Sponsor. Sponsored by J.P. Morgan. Now, it's mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan Middle School. J.P. Morgan is going to want some control over the type of education. I'm going to give you all the supplies you need, all the technology and equipment you need, but I'm going to want some say-so in how my stuff is being used and what's mm-hmm. being, what my students, they my kids now, mm-hmm. are being educated on. But I do think, I'm all so for I it. ask that because I think about it, yeah. I think I am more like, can we get, why don't we just start looking for sponsors? Right. Financial, uh, uh, uh. J.P. Morgan would be have a financial core to it, motherfucking. Uh, what's a what's a big div- real estate company? Sure, uh, Berkshire Hathaway. They would have a, a real estate component or a, a, a developers component to it. You know, they took trades out of it. like everything that we had in school that was going to propel us or at least put us in the right for. Uh, predicament for when we graduated, at least we know how to manage ourselves, mm-hmm. was taken away from us. But we have a teacher in the room. So then I I want oh, you yeah, to true. think about it in this context. D. Smith LLC, we do real estate, and I want you to have a more real estate focus. I don't know if you were trained in real estate or anything right. like that. And now, I mean, y'all are already in a space where y'all don't get as much freedom as our teachers would have gotten elementary school, middle school, kind of tapered off in high school. And you don't get to be the creative teacher that a lot of teachers originally probably signed up to be. So now you got another person telling you what to teach, how to teach it. How does that work with you? I don't like it. The moment you said it, I didn't like the idea of it. I don't, um, specifically for the school that I'm at, we like call the shots. Like when I say we, I mean black people. We call the shots on what these children learn. Their global studies, like which is like history. Their program is fucking crazy. Like the shit that they teach black children. I don't think any company that's white owned would come in and be like, oh, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with you learning about the Mali Kingdom and Mansa Musa and Hannibal Barker. I'm, I don't like it. I don't like you learning about one of the greatest generals that ever lived and knowing that he was black. I don't, I wouldn't, I would not like it. And I can honestly say most of the teachers that I work with would not like the idea. I love what it would do. Um... I don't know. I, I I don't. I honestly don't know because it would be great to have those resources, but you're looking for a silent partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I could have it that way, I can have it that way. Obviously, you ain't got no partner, but but yeah, but that, and that's what. So one side of it, yeah, I understand that part. Them having too much of an impact, but I was just saying, like having a track, like not not to interrupt the curriculum that's in place, but in addition, these kids can get this skill set which directly ties to this company which would put them in position that they can 
possibly seek employment in this yeah. industry. But or, to speak to what Daryl yeah, said, because we're in the same book is, on a different page, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. What would happen is we would have to take something away, right, to make room for it mm-hmm. because we like it's only so many hours. It's only so many yeah. hours in a day. Like it's only so many hours in a day. At the end of my days, I just be like. Damn, I hope I taught them something. I hope they learned something because I had to put all this shit in this short amount of time. And then you got to deal with behavior and all that other shit that's happening. That's already like every time I got to tell a kid to be quiet, it's cutting away from instructional time. I have to think about all of these things that I got to cram. And then I got kids that's so far behind on what I'm teaching currently. Now I got to backtrack. And it's you you just get caught up and you get behind so easily. You start behind when you... At the start of the year, you're behind. Yeah. Like, and you just, all you do is try to catch up. That's right. all you can do, and it's not, that's just the life of a teacher. That's anywhere, and I don't, I, it would be at the most affluent schools. You just start behind because everything is in place, and now we're in PSSA um, prep, so now I can't even teach my curriculum, right. so right. I'm not even going to be able to get what I was supposed to teach in a year into these kids because I had to stop for like six weeks to teach PSSA test. stuff that like literally doesn't, it does a lot. It's our funding. Shit, that was about to say. It's did our they, funding, that's but that money. I didn't have enough time to teach them what they need to know to pass it. So right. how, what am now I? teaching to the test. You teaching to the test. Because Basically, it's, a, it's giving the difference them between teaching, like I'm teaching you all of this information versus I'm teaching you questions right. and answers. Right. I'm teaching you memorization. There you go. helping you foster a knowledge and allowing you and helping you to critically think about a topic. There you go. Facts. Facts. I'm not, I can't teach you strategies when I'm literally like going over the test. Like this is the test and this is how, this you is how they the ask question. the question. And this is how they ask the question. I have to teach you all these different ways that they're trying to trick you because that's all it is. It's trickery at the end of the day. I wonder if they changed it. Well, they obviously changed it. The, the test since we've graduated but how much more as far as the level because if I remember the PSSAs was relatively easy it was easy because you knew so what different education are I don't know I just remember the PSSAs being the easy test for us like that wasn't that mm-hmm. hard it wasn't that difficult but did we, I was, we were talking about this other day how many different tests we had to we had the PSSAs and we had this other thing that I was testing. Wasn't there like that something like the Terra Nova or something? Oh, we, we had, had the Terra Nova. Nova. There, right? I could not. It was we not on the, my brain. The crazy That's thing, what it was. They the Terra only Nova. had the PSSAs, but we had multiple yeah, standardized tests that. that we That's had what I'm saying. But, the but I felt like we teachers. I don't remember teachers really teaching to the we test. We didn't teach. We I didn't have a test. I mean, we just had the test. Make it happen. We had four days, and literally, I remember that. We coming in the morning and put you pick your pencils up. And we'd be running through tests all fucking day. And at the end of the day, we go to lunch, come back, finish up the second half, and then on again the next day. But I don't remember having classes to teach us about the PSSA. I don't remember that either, man. Because because it, we I, I, well, here's <laughs> what I think happened with the test that maybe would not was not in play when we were in school. I don't think that it, it held so much weight as far as funding goes. So they didn't have to teach to the test like literally most of the money that schools get comes from your test scores and if kids score low you're like oh we not which is it seems backwards, backwards. Yeah, right? like they we I'm need not the money in obviously dog like we need it 
so so basically we are assessing y'all schools to see if they're working but we already know that they're not fucking working but we're still going to use this we're still going to use this test to justify the amount of money that we're not giving you in order to educate these students so that they perform better next year but at the same i don't know yeah. So obviously you're in a catch twenty two because we're not gonna give you the money and the resources because y'all fucking up, but y'all need it because y'all fucking up. <laughs> okay. Can we fucking up because we don't have enough people? Like I, we need I aids in schools. We need more disciplinary staff. We need so many things. Ex, um, guidance counselors. So guidance. Oh my god. So here's colleges. the thing though. They have. All of it at my school. The things we don't have enough people to assist the teachers with those kids that are falling behind. We don't have enough disciplinary people. Yeah, so we need more of that. Like the teachers we got. We got the psychologists. We have all of that shit. Like when I say they camp is lit, the shit is lit. We just don't have enough people to support so that there, if there are five kids in the class that are three weeks behind just because they mentally can't make it, they can pull them and get them caught up. So, so why do you them. think these children need and get all this additional support that I know wasn't present for me, for us, wasn't present for our parents, and I just imagine you can go keep on going back. It's not going to be present the further back you go. Why do these kids need this additional help when they have access to so much more, so much more information, What's the point of information? We don't know what to do with it. Sure. I think that... Sure. Come in, well, just from my experience at this specific school, the demographic is trauma-ridden. Like, mm. just so full of trauma. The fucking stories. I got one kid that got to walk past where his dad was murdered every day. One mm. kid in second grade that was raped by an older kid. Like, so mm. many things. Kids that parents just dying. They live with their... It's probably 40% of the kids are raised by um, second-time parents, their grandparents, because they don't have their parents in the home. They have... It's so much trauma. And I know it specifically because on top of being a general... It's edu- special services teacher... I'm a general ed teacher, but my special services category is emotional support. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that they go through, and the school recognizes it. Like, we're in a space where they, we can't teach them. Like, we, I can't teach you if all you got in your mind is the fact that when I leave here, I'm an adult, and you treating me like a fucking kid when I walk in this building. I don't know how to process it. I don't even know how to communicate with you on that level because I am... A parent when I leave this school, my mom got it, and it could, and it don't even be that the, for that situation, it doesn't even mean that the parent is a bad parent. That I mean they got to work three jobs right. to support their family, so they have <clears throat> to let that kid be the parent in those times. So the school recognizes that in this specific location. Anyway, I don't know if it's that, um, the trauma is so severe at West, but at our location, it's just trauma written like trauma. Trauma, trauma, trauma. And it's not to say that when we were young, we didn't have trauma, but I think schools are starting to realize that Mm -hmm. if you don't have behaviors under control, and most times behaviors are preceded by emotion, preceded by feelings, if you don't get that underway, you cannot teach. Like, you you genuinely can't. If I have to talk to kids all day about being quiet, stop hitting him. Please don't fight. Stop doing this. Don't do that. Don't throw that chair again. Like, right. I can't teach. It's hard. 
keep on saying guess. You hit that again super hard. No, nah, bro. No, I get it. It's I real. I, I can't even. I can just give you a fucking kudos for for weathering that and trying to actually still get through to these kids because you you you're coming overcoming so many obstacles just to try and give them the information that they need to get by. It, it, but it just takes me back to this, like. With all the trauma, consider everything that you're going to. You still have a job to do. You know what I mean? And you're still being held to a standard in doing that job and carrying it out. And I feel like the policymakers or the people, yeah, the people in power who, who are in control of what happens in these schools, they're not in the trenches enough or informed enough to create policy around how do we accommodate schools or or teachers who are dealing with behavioral issues therefore they cannot teach this population so when i think about that i try to put myself in one of those decision makers positions and i just imagine how difficult it is because even if i am involved even if i am aware even if we got appropriate funding like shay's talking about these kids are traumatized so do i take those traumatized kids out so just keep the trauma kids together Keep my well-adjusted kid right. You can't do stuff like <laughs> so, that. but they, they and then and then if you could, you gotta think about the impact it then has on the traumatized kids. It's just a bunch of hurt people hurting each other. They, right. It, it you gotta be, integrate it, them so that they can what? see something different, so that they can have a balance. I feel like social socializing is important. They're like how we socialize them. And whenever you or prime example, if you go outside and you see a pristine neighborhood, clean. And you throw a fucking bubblegum wrapper on the ground. That bubblegum wrapper is just going to stick out. No matter what. You didn't know no better. So you're less inclined to throw the bubblegum wrapper. If you walk into a, a litter ground, it's the opposite. You throw that bubblegum wrapper, it ain't about shit. You're not thinking about it. People literally adapt to their environments. And it, it becomes, do we set the standard? All right, cool. I walk into school. My facility is the best. Is it? Uh, how do you say it? It's the best. Asbestos. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm oh. trying my best. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you was going. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, my vernacular is not that fucking pronounced. I don't know, but anyway, is the school is dirty. It's fucked up. Like I walked in, uh, where we go, Belmont Charter. We walk into the school. I'm like, yo, it's so much more bright in here. And he's like, nah, it's normal. I was like, well, if you know the school I just fucking came from, it makes a big difference. It's just like, I don't know how to. But kids they're not. I don't know how the kids behave there. So they do research into it. My dad's a painter. He'll tell you the exact colors you want to paint. They need to paint a room to set a certain mood. Mm -hmm. Right. You want everybody to be down, paint that joint dark, turn up the heat. Everybody comes down. You want people up and bright, paint it bright. Soft yellows. White, but white's less attractive, but soft colors. Brightens up the room. Light reflects off the walls. It opens up the room. It makes the small room look bigger. It just right. makes everything bigger and better. But that and shit matters. Like, the environment matters. These kids walking into dirty schools, they're going to continue to contribute to that. Everybody I feel like if these kids are walking into a classroom where students are sitting down behaving, it's hard to be the one. Like, don't get me wrong. You're going to have that one that don't give a fuck with nobody doing. I'm just going to be an asshole. But for the most part, children are adapting to their environment. So if John John acting out and Tommy's acting out and I feel that little, I'm a little more inclined to do it. But if nobody's doing it, it's hard to be that one. So, Shay, do you have influencers in your classes? Like kids, you would say. It's always influencers. an influencer. Are you able to 
Because here's what I'm actually thinking about at, at, at my job. Mm-hmm. Like, to get things done, to get information disseminated, to create certain moves, identify the influencers, and use them as my soldiers. Are you able to do something like that? No. <laughs> so my influencers, again, I deal with the kids that are um, behaviorally unique. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to call them bad. Nice. Um, no, call them motherfuckers they, bad. Like, <laughs> not, like, no, and I can't be call professional. Them bad, be, and it's not whatever. even me. It's me being professional because of what I do, but it's you me also not saying... They're that, not bad because they're bad. Let's you know say they're misunderstood. They they express their things differently because they never knew how else to express it. If they go they're, home and their parents curse like sailors Right, every they don't know day, another way. They know nothing else. So they're, they're misinformed. Right, but I can tell they are leaders. Like the way they move, they are leaders. I had this so one boy. So we need to boy. cultivate that. That's it. So this one boy, everybody at the school knows him. Everybody at the school knows him. He he walk up to the principal like, uh, Miss Evans, you need to fire such and such because X Y Z, and I feel like they're not doing the right thing. He's bright, he got it, low in certain things, but for the most part, he's quick. He can get it. He's an influencer. Everybody follows this kid. Everybody follows him. So one day I'm talking to him, trying to pour into him because that's what I do. One class I have is all boys, and it's there in there all day, but it's a therapeutic class because they were so difficult in their classrooms that they their teachers couldn't teach like all day it was like mm-hmm. don't jump from that desk I swear to God if you jump from that desk I swear to do not knock everything off my desk put my marker down put my marker down <laughs> don't write on my board you know what I'm saying like yeah. all day long so they took them out of there and because my craft is I'm certified in education but I'm also uh Certified in behaviors, like that's my background, that's what I've been doing. They asked me to not only have my classroom, but have this classroom as well. It started out with, it was girls in the classroom, but the girls made it out. Like it was going to be, you got to work to get out because you you were ruining everything for everybody else. You can't, and you can't do that. Like how can I, these two kids in this classroom are ruining for the other 24 kids? Right. Can't that's do what I'm it. Saying. It's always going to be an eyeball. So he's a leader in this classroom. So one day I'm like, all right, how can I get to this little motherfucker? Like, how can I get him to lead the way he should be leading? Because this, you're going to lead everybody to stay in this classroom all year. And all y'all want to do is go back to squad. So do what y'all need to do. Simple. Like, simple. Just behave properly. That's all Just you got to do. Just don't throw the goddamn chair. Don't throw the chair. You know, be quiet when I'm trying to teach a lesson. And, like, do your work. That's it. I'm grading you off effort, dog. Like, effort. If you don't know it, I know that part of why you're misbehaving is that you are at a second grade level in fifth grade. I know that. I'm not grading you off the fact that you can't do this fifth grade work. I'm grading you off the fact that you tried. That's it. That's all I need from you is trying. So one day I'm like... Listen, you're an alpha. And he was like, no, I was like, do you know what an alpha is? He was like, yeah, it's the leader of the wolf pack. I was like, facts, yes, that's exactly what I mean. So what kind of alpha do you want to be? Like, do you want to be the alpha that keeps everybody here? Or do you want to be the alpha that leads everybody back home? Like, what kind of alpha do you want to be? 
He was like, I want to lead everybody back home. Cool. Behavior changes a little bit. Maybe a week or two later, some kid says something to him, and he, like, got all riled up, did his thing, got suspended, came back. And I was like, dog. And this is how I talked to him. I was like, dog, you are alpha. Like, why would you? You you already know what you should have done in that situation. He was like, I know, but I'm an alpha. So you said I'm an alpha, so that <laughs> means that I can attack somebody when they when they bother me. I said, that is not what I said <laughs> at <laughs> all. But that's how quick his mind works, and I think it's so good. But it's just like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And so, I have three men in the room with me because okay. they are aggressive. Like, they get wild. Like, there's never been a day that I came in and I didn't hear at least a thousand curse words in a classroom. Like, literally, they wild. It's never been a day that I came in and they didn't rumble. What's what's the... So, they wild. With, with your alpha, I love them to pieces. With your alpha. Did you ever meet his parents? Mm-hmm. So, met his mom. The so, first day I met his mom... So... Yeah. She uh had to come up to the school because the school called the cops on him because he oh choked one of the uh, school staff. <laughs> so this is my first time meeting mom. So I'm just talking to her and I'm telling her because you like what can you say to a parent that gotta come up there because the school called the cops on your child. So right. I'm but I'm telling her this when I'm telling y'all like he's an alpha. She's like I know. Duh, 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 duh. His brothers follow him. Blah blah blah. blah. But I'm just trying to give her something positive because this is right. a fucked up thing for you to have to come with the school. Yeah. So she said to me, you know, when the school calls, I don't even answer the phone. Because she has two sons that go to the school. The other son, not too different. They actually look alike, so they do a lot of interesting stuff. So she was like, when the school call, I don't even answer the phone. If it's important, they're going to leave a message. She was like, I got this call off a message. Like, I because I know, like, I'm so tired of coming up to this school. I'm so tired of having to leave work. I'm so tired, period. Like, what do you, she's not, and she tries, and that's the thing that blows my mind. That, and that's what I constantly say to him. I said, do y'all know y'all embarrass y'all parents every day coming be, in here like this? Because these kids don't have respect for their own parents. Why would they respect the teacher? Why? Um, or any authority or authoritative figure. Yeah, um, it makes a difference. And Because and, yeah. when my daughter I, I, I hate had some behaviors last year, all I had to do was say something. That shit stops. Like, if you don't have the power to just... One of the most powerful things... if you don't, And your kids got to respect you to have this, to be able to do this power move. But if you can't say to your kid, you know what? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And you don't see their spirit drop. Then you, That's you all my dad really had to say, you, dog. dog. You're like, oh, you broke my heart. Disappointed. So, oh, it's a dagger. Be mad at me. Be angry. Right. Disappointed. Beat like, me. So some people just don't belong in civilization. <laughs> and remember we had that conversation. No, honestly. We had a conversation about tags and shit. Like you behave this way, you go yeah, with the red man. group. You behave that way, you're in the green group. You in between, you stay with the yellow group. There has so, to be, go ahead. Here's the thing though. I know, like some of these kids, like I talk to the parents constantly. I'm just, I'm always talking to them and it's not always bad stuff. He got a, a 90 on the test. I'm so proud of him. Da, 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 because I don't want them to feel like every time I call, it's like doomsday mm-hmm. or something. Because it's not fair to them. They because kids do good See, things. See, it never is anxiety. 
It's like, I don't want that. Like, I don't I don't want you to not answer the phone when I call because it could be something really, really important and I need you to answer in that moment. And if you, every time I call, is yeah. But that's because she knows her fucking kids. She knows her kids. And I don't, I know that they respect her because I see how they, they whimper in front of her. Like, I see it, but for whatever, it's not for whatever reason. It's a very, uh... It's behaviorally based, but literally once they walk through the school doors, it's a shift that happens, like something that just occurs. And they they shed whatever skin they had outside of the school. And when they come here, it's just a different ball Super game. respectful at home and then come in school baby. and it's like back to the fucking wow. So, but like I said, but if your behavior... No, but I ran with the whole... Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're not... If you're not civilized, if you can't but behave they civilized, the like, they can do that to anybody. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you can't, be, it could be wrong. It's also wrong to act like a dickhead when everybody is being fuck civilized in here and acting like they're supposed to. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying this is a thought. Like, I be feeling like I be wanting to give people a chance. And I do like giving people a chance. Mm-hmm. But some people are a lost cause. And we have, to, gotta, we have to know when to cut our losses. Like, we have to know when to say, you know what, Noah, we got to be Noah. You can't get on this fucking ark. I can't save you because obviously you are committed to no, being a do. you are committed to being a dickhead. I feel like that. some people are committed to being dickheads. You have to understand and accept that. We can't save everybody. Everybody won't make it. Feel that. Feel that. Feel that. Feel that. Can't feel that for children. Um, Man, fuck that. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I agree. Feel that for All these children. adults that are dickheads were once kids. To really even figure out who you are. Listen, I love the kids. I love the kids. I but love the kids. But how can they make it if you, like, shut them out? And I ain't saying shut them out. Or I'm just not... put them somewhere. So here's here's what happens. John John. So for this, this specific classroom, Give like I chances. said, it was these behaviorally unique kids. We took them out of their setting where they had kids that were behaving properly, put them in this space where all of them were wild. That just fosters it. Like, no, it's, like prison. Like, it's like prison. Because now you told it. that boy he's an alpha. It's another kid in here who believes he's an alpha too. They right. gonna clash. It's another uh, kid in here. Dog, who believes when he's I alpha, tell you this clash. class is so interesting because they all were alphas in their own there settings, right? But now you get here and now we gotta figure out who is. Like, right. who's, who's, like the who's the alpha here? Who's the dog? And the then dog. it's all boys. It's my all boys classroom, and they they all, but they start to realize, and it's been it's been a few months now, so they start to realize the role they play in this place. And I have, I do, I genuinely have quite a few kids that realize, oh, all right, I am not the alpha here, <laughs> right? But I want to be. So what do I have to do to be the alpha in this space? So it just like. It's Actually, always a, it's a competition. It's so a like competition. I said, dangle that carrot. Look, nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you want to act up. I get it. So I'm going to put you over there where you can act the fool all fucking day. They are already in that somewhere. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Beyond her. I don't ain't know no, ain't no next. privileges over there, though. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing you like over there. But so I do believe in. Uh, behavior-based systems, mm-hmm. so like reward systems. Things that's what I'm saying. They just started that got, this you, year. You they gotta, didn't you have gotta give incentives. So they just started that this year, but that that was what I was uh, at some point. I was trying to get to that point. So these children, for the the 
lifespan of their career in in school have been difficult like they've been difficult and every time they they had an outburst every time they acted poorly stop acting poorly but having not many teachers haven't studied behavior so they don't understand that that behavior was to get attention in the first place right you gave them exactly what they wanted so because you gave them what they wanted they are going to continue to behave poorly Go ahead, Derek. Real quick, everybody, we just want to say thank you for tuning in to this pop-up episode. We hope to give you more pop-up episodes, and we got a little disruption, but we're right back to it. Jay? So, behavior. Like I was saying, you give a child attention for behaving poorly, and then when they do good, you say, you fucking supposed to. Like, that's not, it's not going to get it. If you don't keep that same energy, if you don't throw them a party when they're doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. why would they, but you, like, go above and beyond when they do something wrong, and the, the... So you're saying they get, basically, being as though they get more of a response when they do wrong, they're more inclined to continue down that behavior, I mean, down that pattern, just to get that attention. Yeah. That level of attention. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. it's really attention-driven. Or they when just could be pretty fucked up. Who are parents in their own home or who have responsibilities or who parents just aren't available or who parents have multiple kids and attention is dispersed in all these different ways. They are attention-seeking. And if I do positive and I see I get nothing tangible, I get no, no type of real attention, I get no type of reward, it's just like, well, what the... What, what am I doing this for? Are we rejecting the notice that something might just be wrong with John John and that niggas or fucking fired that day? No, we're not. A lot That's of times it's not anything wrong with anybody. And on the same hand, it's all oxymoronic because there's something wrong with everybody. Yeah. So you had to figure out what's wrong with you. Shay had to figure out what's wrong with her. I had to figure out what's wrong with me and everybody else. If you want to be a successful person in life, you better figure out what's wrong with you. Get a grasp on that because it's going to always be wrong with you. So I don't think we can just be like, all right, this kid has something wrong with him the end or move on like no, you gotta yeah, say you want right, to work with teach them. them about it see if they can get a grip around it and i know it's going it takes time to really man we got to have some empathy because Absolutely. we all had some type of behavior at some point even if it wasn't a negative behavior even if it wasn't just an outright negative behavior we all at some point did something to attention seek to express ourselves and it may not have come out in the most positive way, or maybe it came out in a too positive way, and they're like, this kid is extra as hell. Is We all had moments where we were not that baseline. Mm-hmm. And and some of the kids are going to be outliers and constantly not be baseline. Right. Yeah. Because I, I just don't know if there's a solution, man. Like, I know people that got all the attention still was dickheads. I know people that got fucking no discipline, Turned out turned good. Out great, sure. Got all discipline and turned out still terrible. It, it doesn't, like, I just don't understand. I don't know. And this could be answered in some way. Y'all are more, a little more trained in this area than I am. But I just don't know for some people if there's actually a solution. 
and that we just don't let these motherfuckers be the wild cards they are I in agree. a space that's safe yeah, so it's not, for civilized it's not, people. I don't think there's a solution for everybody. Yeah, and that's what but I'm. You can't and, call and, that's what I'm acknowledging. No, right. I, it might be hard to and call that ten years that. old. That might not be fair. But what I'm saying is, some motherfuckers are beyond rehabilitation. So I'm not checking out on a person until they're like past say thirty something. Oh damn. Then I'm like, all right, kid, you're not a kid. Oh yeah. no, nah, you said you get until thirty. You think about your, think about your twenties. I, I just think about my 20s. I think about a I lot of people's 20s. I was fucking up. Maya Angelou was a fucking prostitute and a madam of a brothel in Malcolm her 20s. Malcolm X was in jail. All right. Like, so we got to really start thinking about some of the most prolific people had some messed up 20s. But they rehabilitated. Some right. Are, I'm, I'm talking about I'm check out on your round in your 30s. But there are people that are committed but that's, but what we're saying is to that's who they are. 30. 30. You know what All I'm right. saying? Give like, 30. If I check out on you at 18 and it's like, you, you don't have no experience. You don't like. No, I, I get it, man. We got to work with these kids, but some of these motherfuckers, man. And then the parents don't make it no easier. So you really don't have Yo, any fucking thing. Yo, and I don't want you to thing. feel like, because I'm a teacher, I'm like, all kids are great. Some of the kids, I just be like. No, I can see the beauty. Be Listen, so bad. Like, the, the crazy I part is, like I always get along with the bad kids. I've always got the easiest to get along. They are so easy to get along with on a one. Check you as an adult. It's in a one on one. It's a different thing. I'm talking about even as a kid. If there was a bad seed in my class, I was the only nigga that got along with the motherfucker. I don't understand why I get along with bad children, like or bad people. Period. I mean, think about what it says about you. I don't fucking know because I'm not bad. Well, that's your opinion. All the time. But at the same time, maybe because I'm living vicariously through them. But at the okay. same time, <laughs> but at the same time, it just lends me to think, like, what the fuck is the disconnect for you? Like, what triggers in your mind to say, I'm just going to do some nut shit? Like, I can do what's right, but I'm just going to do some nut shit. And we just going to roll with that. I don't know. It's, it's like what you were saying towards the beginning. Like, life is a series of choices. I know. And we don't always make the best ones. So you figure as a kid, you're often not making the best choice. And then add on to that where you are in life. Like, literally mm-hmm. where you where you live, what you see every day. Like, the stuff That's, they emulate yeah. in class, oh my God. I know it's just what you've seen. Like, you mm-hmm. think that you got to say, rumble me, dickhead, because somebody <laughs> walked past and accidentally bumped you and said, I'm sorry, but you think I'm a man, so I can't accept that shit, so you, you got to fight me. Like, we got to fight. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a th- throw your book bag in the trash. I'm a, Yo, yeah. the stuff they, they do, yeah. just be like. But no, we can all relate to that, though. As kids, we used to fight for dumb shit. I never like, did. Like, I get y'all did, but I never I used did. to. So, as but a you kid. Were, you were trying to emulate. You were trying to create a certain image for yourself. Where you didn't want nobody to fuck with you. You wanted to be respected. And so you don't tolerate disrespect. Because then everybody going to disrespect you. There you go. So you got that type of mindset. So then we got to create this environment where that's not it. Where we're not, where respect is labeled a little bit different. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm still, I don't know, we're going, we've been on a good tangent. Because we did not aim to talk about schools. We did. But. But I love that we are. And we're going to be having our allowing our kids to listen to, and I 
feel bad saying this. But listening to some of the music they're listening to, watching some of the things they're watching, involving themselves with some of the things they're involving themselves with, then what are we going to expect? Because these are the people who are shaping our kids, really. Right. When you have people who are are young adults now talk about how future influenced them to do drugs. Drugs, right. It's like, when I started hearing that, for me, I was never, and that's just me lying to myself. I always would think I was influenced to be a gangster because that's what I saw in the world, and that's only partially true. Because when Jadakiss says certain stuff, I was like, yeah, that's yeah, that's going to be me. I'm going to do that. But when I hear these these young rappers who are successful in their own right at this point talk about how they been were taking five and six and seven. I was just listening to uh, an old song with Lil Wayne talking about he was taking five perkins sets and it didn't even do nothing to me. I'm like, God damn. Like, yeah. As I'm listening to it. The, the drug yeah, addict rat got to stop. <laughs> like, the, yeah. the drug addict rat got to stop. The tough guy rap got to stop. I mean, I don't guess it. For me, rap always had. But we we still have some. Uh, yeah, but we always have some unlearning to do within ourselves. Just yeah. in our generation. Because, yeah, when we was growing up, being a tough guy was cool. I realized. It was cool and it was necessary. It was necessary. But I also realized, at least in my teenage years, that, yo, everybody catching this shit. So, like, where there could be a person that's a bully and that shit led to success in certain neighborhoods, it was cool. I was watching the niggas that was bullies get smoked and, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, y'all niggas had that shit. Like, I'm trying to live. Like, I'm trying to, I'm not going through. But it, it just be, at some point, do you realize for yourself, like, this ain't what I want. This could be the outcome. You know what I mean? But- Right, so, we all don't get that realization. What the outcomes can be. Like, you had something traumatic happen to you at 15, 16, that helps you have a moment of clarity. Versus me, having similar experience, but never having a death that close in that way, up here, in that way, it took me almost a decade later, to have a similar realization, to have a start having a bigger picture, long-term mindset. So if these kids, these kids are experiencing all types of things, you you don't know when their aha moment is going to come. Right. And maybe they don't get an aha moment. That's, That's unfortunate. And those are the ones we looking at 33, I'm cutting right. you off. But hopefully at some point they get their aha moment. Like I'm just going to stop being a dickhead. Because <laughs> then you're like, aha, what has this served me? That's, that's true. Like, what has it gotten you but so it, far? But it also, what you put into you, what you put into them, what you pour into them matters because it's not clicking. Like, we said this about raising children. Like, you don't mm-hmm. really see that you did something until they older. You don't see it. Right. And I, so, there's this place I like to go to. Uh, it's Pendreedy Park, but it's like, you can get out on the rocks and sit out on the water. So, I was like, just not feeling it one night so I went out there and you sit out on the water but if boats go by so if the boat goes by the waves come and it like fucks up where I'm sitting so a boat went by and I'm like oh it's about to fuck my whole shit up my feet gonna get wet I gotta get up but the boat was gone by the time the waves hit me and it made me think about education and it made me think about being a mom and it made me think about I can plant these seeds but I might not be around to see mm-hmm. it grow like I just might not be there but I still got to plant the seed anyway and hope that something comes of it hope that one day these kids grow up and they be like 
understand Miss Love and Mr. Brown and Mr. Pendleton and Mr. Ponder told me because the way that the men in my room pour into these kids, like, literally is on some real shit. I have to constantly say, y'all are going to be black men in America. Why are you making it hard now? Like, right. be a kid now because after this point, shit. dog, you're uh, not going to have it. Like, it's not going to be this easy. But your children and you don't get it and they you think understand. that that what it is now is what it's always going to be, right. but it's not going to be that. At right. one point in life, you're not going to be the, able to just live your and life. And that's the hardest lesson. That's the hardest lesson when some real shit happens. Because when you're young, you have that mind state that it ain't going to be me or that ain't going to happen to me or whatever the case may be, the consequence wasn't big enough. And that's what I'm scared for for all of the, the young that's coming up. It's just like y'all need – like. Y'all need to understand that there are true consequences to, to your actions. And they don't, dog. They such kids. So one of the guys Monday said, the way y'all moving is two options. You either going to be dead or in jail. One of the boys literally said, man, I'm going to get a gun. I ain't dying. Oh, God. Like. And you're like, dude, and that's they a, truly, that's way to die. Right. And we was just like, you just literally, you, you missed it. And I, I want to say it's because you were a child, but some of the things you say let me know that you can process on smart. the level that you're right. talking. And that's what I'm saying. I don't want to insult you because I feel like you're educated. And most of the bad card, bad seeds be the smart ones. And so you talking to them, you like, all right, listen, maybe I ain't speaking your language. So I'm going to talk to you cut and dry, and I'm going to give it to you straight like this. And he give it to him in the most raw form ever, and the young boy still, all right, I'm going to respond to that. That's an emotional thing. Facts, facts, facts. That's, I mean, we in this. Oh, I love this classroom because we get to play with so many different elements of like teaching children and psychology and teaching children. Uh, Thursday after they dropped the desk on my ankle because they were trying to fight, and I like tried. I was the closest person, so I grabbed the kid and he grabbed the desk because he was really trying to get at this boy. And the ankle and the desk fell on my ankle. So the men in the room are pissed because they constantly say, "This is a black woman." And y'all give her y'all behind the kiss on a regular basis. And I wasn't raised that way. I can't allow y'all to be that way. So they were livid. So they going off on them, like, literally. And this is, some moments they are so quiet and just, so I know. And that's the worst thing you can do for me, dog. Don't show me you can do it. Do not show me you can do it and then not. No. No way. No way, that's but they're quiet. Yeah. Exactly. Don't show me you can do it and then don't do it because now I know that's a choice you made. Like, no. you made the choice. But sure. was it after they did some dickhead shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because no, but other times they, they'll do it. They're like, like, fuck, I went too far this time? Yeah, but other times they'll oh, do it. Like, shit. if I'm giving them a test, they're like, quiet as a mouse. If I'm teaching something and they, like, getting it, quiet as a mouse because they're so excited Engage. about getting it. And it, they're children in those mm. moments, and I see it in those moments. But this particular moment... The men were pissed. So one of them, this one boy, just can't shut up. Like, can't just accept what's happening, accept the fact that you getting young bull because you a young bull and these grown men, and y'all talk to them crazy, think y'all can do whatever y'all want. So they're, everybody's quiet. And this specific teacher, this boy just going back and forth, and the teacher giving it to him, like how, he, how the kid give it to him all the time. And he starts to cry, and we like, but this is how you talk to them every day. But you crying now? You can't, can you, can you like connect how that might feel to a grown man having a child talk to him crazy in a space where he can't do what he would normally do outside of here? And I was like, you know, maybe we need to, you know, take a trip. Let's, let's go walk down 52nd Street and see if y'all talk tough like y'all talk in this classroom. Right. 
I doubt it. Or, or you gotta, cause you gotta test the kid gangster, and that'd be the number one thing. And I remember being in Tilton, right? And we had this nigga. He was fresh out, like you could still smell the prison on him. He come up there. He talking to one of the young boys, and the young boy thought he was it. Young boy was like fifteen, but he was in sixth. No, he was in seventh grade, but he was like fifteen. So young boy was mature. And he talking, talking to the old head. And the young boy was Muslim, so old head happened to be Muslim. So they, you know, going back and forth on that tip. So young boy was like, well, you know, you know, my people's outside. Like, I can get you this, that, and the third. Old head was like, how about I not let you leave? How about you won't leave here to go get your people? And young boy really ain't know what to do. He's like, if I don't want you to leave, you not leaving here. And that's the bottom line. So that's the difference. So it just be like, you know, when you have them conversations with the young one, they don't understand the circumstances they in. Like, all right, cool. Like, they might see the old heads in their class, right? And it's just like, yeah, in here, but you're not the one I idolize. The ones I idolize is in the street, and you're not like that. So since you're not like that, I'm not going to give you that same respect. Facts. But Facts. when the ties turn, and you're like, all right, cool, but what can you do to stop this from happening? Because you can't do nothing right now. Right. And then the realization for them start to set in like, oh, shit, I'm dealing with a grown man. You know what I'm saying? But I still remember, like, young boy was it. Like, young boy thought he was tough tough Tony in that joint. So the old head told him, how about I don't let you leave? How about you can't do nothing about you not leaving? You can't even get to them. And that's when his tone changed. Cause you dealing yeah, with a grown man. Education today would not allow for no shit like that. I know that. they would, right, but that's the difference. About it. I know, like but that's all. a that's a different conversation. But it just gets to the point where us as men in our communities and being hands on with these young bulls and and we working against too many forces out there. But you know what? I think that's why you don't see a lot of especially black men. In these positions and in schools, because you fantasize about the things that you will come up against, and you're just like, yo, I, I can't, I just know, I can't imagine a kid talking crazy to me like that. I am now at this point very mature and patient, but at some point, that stuff starts to trickle away. You know what I mean? The longer you getting beat down, mm-hmm. the more of that real you. That's that what I'm saying. onion starts to peel. You're and like, yo, cuz. You got to tell him like it is. What's you got to tell him like What's it up? is. Right. <laughs> you keep yeah. talking like that. What's at up? this point, I'm starting to feel threatened. Yeah, and then, and that's a real thing. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, as much as we want to protect threaten. these kids. They threaten. Like, they legitimately are. As much as we want to. That I get my dad to come up here and shoot you. I had an old head tell me. I mean, young boy tell me he's going to get his old heads to blow my head off before. Working in these schools. So I know. Like dealing with these young but I haven't had boys. a kid tell me he's going off me or get nobody off me. I have them ch- I've had recently I had this teenager and I'm glad I handled it the way I handled it because later on I found out he was actually autistic. But I had this teenager challenge me in a real way. And so I tried to humble myself. I apologized to him. I was like, Hey man, I heard you say you was gonna get he was talking to a woman, talking crazy to her. So my instincts are to intervene. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not just going to fly while I'm around. So I say something to him, and then I realize he's on the phone. So I say, all right, I, I realize uh, all this other stuff is going on right now. You Now your mom, he's actually here waiting to visit his mom. Your mom, 45 minutes late. I understand you frustrated right now. You know, I apologize for how I approached you. I wish you wanted to do X, Y, and Z, but I apologize for how I approached you. I go to walk away. <laughs> 
well, he should have never got all up in my mitt. Hold up, cuz. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I tried to give you a chance. <laughs> like, come on, man. I tried like, to give you a chance. I humbled myself. I don't expect you as but a you teenage can't. kid to humble yourself. But, but at the same time, leave well enough alone. Shut your mouth. Period. Like, just be quiet. Don't play with a grown man. It's different. So here's how it rolled well in my situation. It was an older woman on the phone. Or maybe his older sister or something like that. She was like, yo, he apologized. Why are you still talking? And I was like, all right, I don't got to say nothing. Because you know you got another person mm-hmm. who you, I assume you respect checking right. you. So I was like, man, you know what? I apologize again. But you got to understand the way you talking, everybody's just not going to take it like that. The woman was like, you hear him. He's not lying. People are just not going to. You can't just be talking like that. You man, don't know you him can't like be. that. And I just walked away. I don't need to be a part <laughs> of this conversation no more. Right. But, man. Everybody ain't got the same patience. Wow. And people are not going to give you a chance. But that's the reality of it. So when motherfuckers was dealing in their own brain, their own fantasy world, I dealt with the reality of it. You know what I mean? Like the reality is if I'm going to go up to a grown man, I best be ready to die, go to jail, or whatever he has to offer. And I don't versa. think they think like that. They're children. Because no, of course, that's what I'm saying. And, and they are experienced in having knowledge that adults are not really supposed to get physical with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, that's what I'm saying. They don't yes. expect you to. They don't They don't think that. But that's, again, that setting, like, they walk into a space, they know. <laughs> I had a conversation. If with, you hit me, you're going to lose your clearances. You're going to lose your certification. They you know. You're going to lose everything. And they know. You're going to lose your job. All that. You're going to lose it or, all. Or, or not even that. Ass, huh? not, not just understanding the dynamics of how you interact with certain people, certain groups of people. Like, I don't interact with your parents the way I interact around you. You know what I'm saying? I don't interact with elders like that. But these young boys don't have that. They don't have. They don't decipher the, between. Mm-hmm. They just gonna be them. You know what I mean? And I had to tell one of my little cousins before he was playing with grown men, and I told him, "Grown men don't play like that." I understand you joking. We don't joke like that. We don't play around the way you play around with your friends. So understand, if somebody smacked the shit out you. Is because you're playing with a grown man. They're not on your level. They don't see things the way you do. And they don't understand the way you're playing with them. So your best bet is to continue that with people that's in your age bracket and let us interact how we interact. You come with respect and leave it there. Like, but he didn't have that discernment <coughs> yeah. initially. And, and he meant well. Like he wasn't, he was really being playful as a mm-hmm. kid. But at the same time, it's like, nigga, we don't play like that. Like, just to be playing. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, we done with life out here. Like, yeah. It's really hard because they have certain intelligences that make you think they would have other intelligences, but they just don't. Like, they don't understand social cues. No. They don't have etiquette in any way, shape, or form. I know I've been talking about the boys, but the girls, dog. I know the girls is off the <laughs> They oh, take me out. Now, now, while they have never been, the first time I, like, really got beside myself, and it was, I, I checked myself really quickly. This girl was, she cursed in front of me. And that shit blew my mind. Like, I was blown. Mind you, I came from a space where kids didn't talk at all. So the fact that children talk is crazy to me. Like, <laughs> it's wild. So she cursed in front of me. And I was like, I just said, excuse me. She was like, what I said, what the F I said. And who was you anyway? I said, sis, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I, like, bucked up. And I was like. Shay, go to a different floor because this little girl really acted crazy. And I also had to think, 
what happened to her. Like, we don't mm-hmm. oftentimes think that. We just think, you just bad and you stupid and, like, somebody need to check you. But what happened? Mm-hmm. So I left, did what I had to do, came back, sought her out. And she's not even a kid on my caseload, nor is she in the other class. And I was like, because I got crazy. Like, I talked a little, I talked crazy to her. So I was like, I just want to apologize for the way that I talked to you. But I also want to know why you thought it was acceptable the person in front of me. I was standing right in front of you. Oh, you was looking for some motherfucking, <laughs> she was looking for some consultation. That's like, my gonna, job. Like, that's I what know. I do all the time. That's what I got to do. So, and she talked. Like, she just said, this happened. And I'm. she apologized, too. And from that moment on, Every time I saw her, it was love. And if she cursed in front of me, she apologized. And it, but sometimes, a lot of times, actually, teachers don't build that. They live yeah. in the days so of that, old where they yeah. think, I, when I was a kid and I would have did this and this person would have well, did this to me had I done. And that's cool, good, whatever. But we in a different breed at the moment. And I know we don't like the breed, but this is where the fuck we are. You can't. Coming to it like when I was a kid, my teacher used to take the paddle out. We would get fired. Like, you know that we can't do that, so shut the fuck up about what it was. Let's talk about what it is right now. Talk to these children. Or just teach them that that they just not in control. So, yeah, build a relationship with them. But, yo, like, we calling the shots here. I get that, but how? (laughs) I got the answers. Listen, fam. You're not in control of this situation. Like, we can build this relationship, but you're not in control. You can say that to a kid, and then if they say, fuck you mean, I control everything I do, what are you going to do? do? What's your next action? What do you mean? What are you going to do? You're in control, right? What are you going to do next? They throw a chair, and and then they get thrown the fuck out of the class or thrown the fuck out of school. You're in control, but you can't control the fact that you're not coming back in here. Cool. They didn't want to be. Hold on, no, because no, you no. deal with them on another level than I do. So let me they not act like I got all the answers. School in the first place, so they did. The so they got to get them precisely. So you when they come out. back, what you think they going to do? I'm not letting them come back. You, you you're not welcome here. You're uncivilized. You can, right. It's literally laws that prevent you from expelling a kid because of certain things. Like you can't do. So that. you can't expel a kid for throwing a chair that could possibly knock somebody unconscious at him. If it didn't knock him unconscious, no. You got to do certain interventions. So it's all. Yeah, you can't, you can't just do to that. Get yeah, to, it's every, a, to every level. It's a hierarchy. You In can't. the words of my esteemed intellectual brother, Corey Holcomb. Fucking kids. Alright, so <laughs> it's like, if, no, if you have playing. never listened to this podcast before, this is why it's called the Ransom Clinic. Here's our talking points for the day. While we had a hiatus, we were going to talk about an election, we are going to talk about the coronavirus, and we are going to talk about safe injection sites. We went on an uh, absolute tangent. We didn't even talk Thank about safe injection. Thank you for going on we this tangent with us. Let's talk about safe injection sites real quick. Alright. How do y'all Thoughts feel about feelings? safe injection? Mixed feelings? I have mixed feelings too. Mixed feelings. Um, I mean, that's really just it. I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I I get why it's a thing. And then, oh, the internet. You just should stay away from the internet when you're not sure on a thing because it just takes you places. When somebody posted something, if you live in a place that will outlaw straws, but (laughs) (laughs) say drugs, yeah, cool. We going to set up a space for you to do it. You're like being governed by idiots. And I'm just like, God damn it. I'm unclear. I don't need this type of shit right now. Yeah. But it's, I, I just. I don't know. What? 
Yeah. What benefit is it? Let's look. Let's let's analyze the benefits. Okay. Maybe I'm not really seeing all the benefits of it. So I would say clean needles. Mm-hmm. If there is an overdose, you have Narcan on site to mm-hmm. help revive somebody. Uh, a controlled area where people won't basically to reduce the deaths and the likelihood I don't of know. diseases being transmitted. So then uh, I don't, but I don't know how true that part is They're because not I don't know. Drugs, right? they, no, they, they got you got to come with your you, own drugs. You can still yeah. get a hot shot. So is it? So th- that's why I wish they would have had more conversation. So is it a crack house? Do they get to get high there and stay there, or do they get high and are released back to the community? Hmm. I don't know. It's a safe injection site. Yeah. Not, I, I not housing could, you. I thought yeah. they could come there and get a clean needle, do their thing, get high, be high. Because you know they and be, then once you come they down, be in the matrix. You go back out there, find your drugs, and come back? I came with a week's supply. Now I live in this bitch. Like, I don't, so I don't know. No, <laughs> I, I mean, if you know addicts. I, <laughs> they got mind, a week supply. They shooting that in their arm in a fucking day. They dying. You got some controlled ones. You got some calculated ones. True. You got ones who know True. Uh, their limits and don't test it. The one, especially the ones that have been doing the consistency. Yeah. Consistently, it'd be the ones who, mo- a lot of the overdoses are people who were doing it and stopped and then come back and think they can do the amount they were doing before. Right. Their body has now readjusted. They can't. T- they don't got that same level of intake. That's how they wound up overdosing, or wow. they got you know stuff slipped in it, extra stuff, whatever, whatever. Right. For me, I don't. I think if it's a good idea, if it's a good idea, where do you put them? Because nobody wants them in their nobody in their neighborhood. Wants, yeah, like, nobody wants the crack. Because you're telling me here, yeah, I have a you're you're literally telling me you're placing a crack house. And that's just a term, and if you don't know it, that's a shame on you. But you're literally saying to me, I want to place a like crack house in, <laughs> in yeah, your community. Yeah. So if I'm looking at So it. even if you're telling me we're going to, this is going to help you have a clean environment, no needles around, safer spaces for kids, well, you're, you're, but you're telling me drugs are being trafficked through my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, right? Yeah, my right. kids playing, but they see, oh, it's, the drugs are fine. I mean, they let them do it in there. Yeah. It's okay. It becomes not because there is a thing about the social pressure. Yep. That makes mm. you not want to do drugs, mm-hmm. right? So if we eliminate that, then we've okayed it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't like it. I, I've come I to a realization. I don't y- like it. I don't like I it either. Bet you. That shit is not going to be in white neighborhoods. <laughs> they about to put it in all the black neighborhoods so they can get more black people on drugs. It's a conspiracy. It's Fuck conspiracy. them. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. My take is... <laughs> y'all crazy and shit. My take, honestly, I, I'm I'm looking back on time, right? So in time, right, we had the crack era. It wasn't safe injection sites. When I was a kid growing up, the park I played in, Remember when crack came in the bottles? Nothing but crack bottles and motherfucking pipes at the park I used to play at when I was a kid. We used to literally pick up and count how many crack bottles we could find and shit like that. Not knowing, just being stupid ass kids. But still at the park or whatever. And I'm looking at it like, all right, when it was back then, they they would have locked the drug addict and the drug dealer up. 
all right, cool. Now we're trying to have safe sites. We're trying to fix our behavior. We know that the war on drugs back then was, you know, damaging to the community. We want to create a safe area for people to shoot up and get high. Cool. Whatever the case may be. That's away from, you know, the neighborhood. Because, again, you got dirty needles on the street now. You got kids picking up these baggies with heroin in it, which possibly could lead to uh, more damage being done. So what I'm thinking about is we create these safe injection sites for the users, but the dealers being still brown people or colored people are still going to be arrested for selling it. Secondly, if I'm a cop investigating the drug activity in a particular area, and I know that all of the users are coming to one facility to use, why don't I just follow them to where they go and grab their drugs and arrest the very person that's dealing it to them. So it just makes it easier for me to centralize my investigations and help diagnose and fix the issue. So it may be them too also trying to figure out a way to remedy that shit to get the drug. They feel like if they get rid of the dealers, they get can help at least reduce the users. Like you I can mean, get rid of as many dealers as you want, dog. It's, it's still gonna be going, going to, to be a drug dealer. Be a user, but it's still going to lead to more brown people going to jail. So it doesn't help us. I mean, plenty of white people sell drugs and other colors. The rainbow Bad. sells drugs. I mean, I don't know. I just say, I just figure, I just think about where you put them. Build them shits in the woods somewhere where <laughs> it's underpopulated and. That's what I'm saying. Let's just isolate them and get as high as you can, as you, much as you want. And when you're ready to come back, world. sober up, I guess. I, re- I just say that Pick almost really only half in jest because I don't it. think there's an answer to it. It's mm-hmm. not. We watched The Wire. We saw New Amsterdam. I just don't think – I don't really think it's so that safe. What, what you call it? them a safe injection site, I don't, and maybe it's safe for the users. I don't think it's safe – for everyone else. Somebody yeah. posted a meme and it was like, so safe injection site means a safe, safe place to sell drugs? Because what? No, it? no. That's what I'm, I would be in that space. That's where all my, 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 my I that, don't got to go nowhere. That's exactly my point. My clients are all here. So, and I'm locking y'all niggas the fuck up. So you can be smart. How? I got cell phones. Come on, we can be smart about it. No. Drug, no, 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 no. What do you know? What do you know? About people who the most the most desperate people are also the most genius people. You go to prison, you become a fucking genius. Absolutely. You make a tattoo gun out of a goddamn ink pen. You, you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> can do all types of shit. Yeah. So it's possible. Like, and just I didn't even think about it until you just said prison. But people like the shit people can do in prison. They come up with everything. Yeah, you know I'm saying they're very the more smart. desperate you are. And sometimes the fewer research you have, the more creative you are. I'm I'm just looking at it like uh, this is my con- this is that was just race conspiracy. Like if anything, I'm thinking they're just looking to capture. So in all Philadelphia, of the police commissioner, I think her first name is Danielle, but last name Outlaw, said she has instructed her officers not to arrest the dealers, the sell the users yeah. carrying the drugs. So why don't I just Pose as a user, not the seller. I'll sell in the safe house. Uh, um, I mean, that could be an avenue. I'm not denying that, but I know they're arresting the dealers. 
They're always on You're the news. You're never going to really be able to cut off the supply. Yeah, they just had a bunch of drug raids in Kensington like the other day mm-hmm. and they posted sure like did. they came up with a few million dollars and all these guns and shit. So there, there are busts being made, and I think these safe injection sites will lead to more busts being made just off the fact that, all right, we know where the fucking track, where they're coming to to get high, and we can just follow them to the supply. As long as there are broke people, there's going to be drug dealers. Absolutely. Shit. As long as there's as long this as there's kid who's hungry, it's going to be a drug dealer. As long as there's people that's fat, it's going to be McDonald's. Well. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, <laughs> listen, y'all, we really appreciate y'all tuning into this pop-up episode of the Rants and Tangents podcast. Uh, y'all remember what I used to say? Actually, we're talking about an oxymoron. We here strive to be an oxymoron. <laughs> Remember the word oxymoron is in of itself an oxymoron. Oxy meaning sharp and moron meaning dull. Mm-hmm. We hope we gave you some of that sharp and we hope we gave you some of that dull. And as we used to say and continue to say and we'll always say, peace. Peace. peace.